Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 462 for the sixth of Adar in a regular year. For many of us, especially those of you who grew up in the 90s, like me, then you probably have fond memories of playing Super Mario Brothers, or at least you knew people who played Super Mario Brothers. And the big theme of Super Mario Brothers, the big goal of the game, was to rescue the princess, rescue Princess Pete from King Koopa, who had taken her captive. And we find that this theme of rescuing the princess is very prevalent throughout many fairy tales, throughout many uh, video games and things like that. And I think that's very interesting because as we'll see today, this analogy of rescuing the princess is actually a very, very deep analogy that really can apply to our spiritual service of God. And as we'll come to learn, we actually have an internal princess that we need to rescue as well. So before we get into that, uh, another kind of thing that I want to uh, explore a little bit is this idea of anxiety and depression and one of the best ways to try to help combat anxiety and depression. And again, this is not, you know, a substitute for clinical therapy or, or, or going to a doctor. Some people really do have physiological conditions that require you know, medicine and things like that. But for the average person, if they fall into bouts of anxiety and depression, one of the best remedies for overcoming these things is by actually, perhaps ironically, directing the focus towards other. So when people get really caught up in anxious thoughts, in like a panic attack or in depressive thoughts and feelings of learned hopelessness, which we spoke about yesterday, really what's happening is that they're really putting a lot of focus on themselves and their own shortcomings and thinking about how, you know, how much of a loser they are, how everything's going wrong in their life, how they mess things up, you know, things like that. And while this might seem like this person is not a very selfish person because they are being so down and out about themselves, the truth is they're actually being extremely selfish because they're really putting all their focus on themselves. And the remedy for this is often to just focus on other focus on giving to other people. I remember having this experience myself one day when I was at a party at a perm party and I was feeling very anxious for whatever reason. Uh, I don't actually remember why at the time. And, uh, and I was just really caught up in my anxiety. And what snapped me out of it is that I looked over and I, I caught a glimpse of a friend of mine who I had invited to this party who I suddenly realized didn't know anybody there. And suddenly I started to realize that, you know what, she probably is feeling quite anxious and let me go and make her feel comfortable. And so I did. And so I actually shifted my focus towards her. I started talking to her. I started, you know, really making her feel comfortable. And lo and behold, my anxiety disappeared. So it's a really, really easy, quick uh, fix. And 
it's something that really all of us can do. So try it the next time that you're feeling anxious or you're feeling despondent. Just try to focus your energy on someone else. So while this is nice psychological advice for you know the world and, and people and things like that and, and, and engaging with uh, our relationships with other people, what we'll come to learn in today's episode is in fact, this actually, this dynamic is actually playing out within ourselves as well. Because as we've already learned, if you've been following along the episodes, we are actually not one unified person. We actually contain two souls. So there's 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 two of us on the inside. So just like there was me and my friends at the party, inside of me, inside of you, there are actually two people. There's your animal self and then there's your godly self. And when we come to recognize this, this is how we can really kind of sort it all out. So uh, the past little while, the past few episodes, we've been really putting a lot of focus on the identification of the self with the animal and how this is really how most of us identify with is with our animal self. We, you know, when we feel hungry, when we feel thirsty, when we want this, we want that, you know, different, different physical desires that we have and different physical impulses that we have. And then we really started breaking down that animal soul and talking about just how flawed it is, how, um, you know, disgusting it is really, and how far it is from God and all of those kind of things. And then the ultra of yesterday started talking about this idea of how, you know, this really focusing in this negative way on the animal self, which we've said is really how we identify ourselves to be, can get very depressing. We can, it can bring us into a state of sadness when we start to realize just when we have this like rude awakening of how low we are and how far we are from God. So, Yesterday, we spoke, we began speaking about the solution to this idea, the solution to the sadness, because we know we don't want to be sad. And sad is, sadness is actually a very negative trait. And there is no room for sadness for its own right. And yesterday, we spoke about how what we can do to overcome the sadness and is to actually, and to transform the sadness is to actually channel it so that it's no longer sadness, but it's actually bitterness. And so that it actually becomes a proactive feeling where we don't just like lie around thinking about what, what a loser we are, but we'd actually do something about it. We actually say, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to do something. Today, we're going to take this a little bit further and we're going to bring in this idea of rescuing the princess. Who's the princess here? The princess is our godly soul. So when we have this awakening, when we start to realize that our animal soul, yes, it's who we identify with on an ego level for sure. But nevertheless, we have another soul. We have a godly soul, which in a certain sense we can say is really the deeper and deepest aspect of ourselves. It's the part of us that really is one with God, that is not separate from God at all. Now, the sad thing is, is that this princess, this godly soul that we have is in captivity. It's within, it's trapped within the bounds of, uh, within the clutches of our body and of our animal soul, and it needs to be rescued. So now when we realize this, we have a mission. So just like me at the party where I was feeling really uncomfortable and, you know, self-conscious and whatever, when I realized now I have a mission to go rescue my friend, make her feel better. I suddenly felt so much better. That's true here as well. That once you realize that you have a mission, once you realize that, you know, this animal soul of yours, it can actually do something. It can actually go and it can rescue this princess. It can rescue this this godly soul. How does it do that? Through keeping Torah and mitzvahs, basically, through doing what God wants of it, through doing things that make the godly soul happy. Through doing that, you can actually rescue the princess. So it becomes a very empowering experience, which by which then translates to mean a very happy experience. You become ecstatic. So it's, you know, it's a lot of times when people feel this feeling of learned helplessness of depression, it's because they kind of feel like lost. They don't know what they can do. They feel like 
powerless. They feel like this is their situation and there's nothing they can do about it. But the moment that they realize that actually not only is this not just like a forever situation for them, but there actually is something they can do and there's something concrete they can do. And especially if that focus is on something outside of themselves on outward, that can bring them tremendous joy and can get them out, break them out of this, these, this depressive state. So that's the focus of today is, is really how to shift the focus away from just wallowing in your own uh, flawed animal self. And in fact, instead to channel those feelings of, um, of recognition of the flawed animal self, channel that into rescuing your higher godly self. So let's get into the text and see how the ultra explains this. For context, we're still in the middle of chapter 31, which we began yesterday of Likutea Marm. And yesterday, just to review a little bit, where we left off was where we came to this place of recognition that the more angry you get at your animal soul, your evil inclination for for not allowing you to be close to God, this anger can transform any sadness that's there into bitterness. And with it, when this sadness transforms into bitterness, then the sadness gets eradicated. Uh, now today, the ultra rabbi takes this a step further and he says that once the sadness is eradicated, then what will emerge from there is a true feeling of joy. So how can this happen? So how? So now the ultra rabbi is going to say, I'm going to give you some practical advice to come to this doubled comfort. So what's the doubled comfort of eradicating the sadness and additionally experiencing this joy? He says that this can come about through speaking to oneself and saying to themselves that, yes, true, I am very, very far from God. Totally, you know, like just really completely distant from, distant from God, as we've been dis- discussing in the past few episodes. But this I that I'm talking about, this is, this is, you know, this is description of I, this is what am I identifying as the I, this is just my body and my uh, animal soul that's within it. But within me, there's actually not just an animal soul, there's actually a part of God, which is there, that's even present in like the most lowliest of people, even the most simple of folk has have a godly soul, which this godly soul contains within it, a spark of God himself that is actually vested within it in order to vivify it. Just that this godly soul is in a way of, is, is, in, is exiled within the person. So then when a person realizes this, then they realize that there's actually a an inverse relationship here going on where the further they are from God, the further their body and their animal soul is from God, the more steeped in gallus, the more steeped in exile their godly soul is, which means that the more compassion you should have for it, because it's like, you know, the, the further you are from God, the more compassionate you, compassion you should feel towards your godly soul, which is get further and further and further deeper into exile. And thus, when you realize this, then you can say to yourself, like, wow, I really need to, you know, hopefully this can compel you, propel you to rescue this uh, this godly soul out of exile. Just like, you know, like if you're playing a video game, like, uh, you know, I don't remember Super Mario Brothers exactly so much, but a lot of times in these video games, it's like if you, you know, if you're struggling and you're kind of like not doing so well in the video game, sometimes they'll show you like the princess or, you know, the ramifications of like, you know, um, like you're, you're losing points or something and you start to see yourself like dwindling. So hopefully what that can do is instead of making you despondent, it's going to just like add power to you and it's going to give you more motivation to really up your game and really like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to rescue this princess right away. And that here too, 
it's like when you realize how far you are from God, the more you realize like, oh, wow. And then when you realize that you have this godly soul within you that's trapped in exile and the further you go away from God, the more this godly soul becomes into exile. This should actually really motivate you to go and get this uh, godly soul out of exile. And that this will become like your entire purpose. Like you will put your entire focus on rescuing this uh, this this uh, godly soul that's within you that we can really think of as being like this kidnapped princess, which you know is really far from its home. Because what if what is it? What is the godly soul's home? The godly soul's home is with God, is with the light of God. Before it became enclosed in the body, the godly soul was one with the light of God. And you know what? Like I can make this happen now as well. I can unify it with its with its um with its source with god how can i do that when i put all of my focus on bonding with torah and mitzvahs which is the will of god so that i can have all of its 10 powers become vested with the light of god with the with the light of torah and mitzvahs and this is what's going to restore it to this unification to this unity with god especially uh prayer so so prayer there's something special about prayer here because when i pray then i'm going to scream out to god and plead on behalf of this godly soul that's within me that is in a state of exile for it to be rescued for god to rescue it out of um out of the state of exile and this is the service of god which is referred to as tshuva and masim tovim um returning to god and doing good deeds which is from perke avos um chapter 4 mishnah 17 and the ultra concludes here and he says that this this masim tovim this these good deeds this is a reference to the idea is like you're doing a good deed to re restore the part of god to its source and to its root uh to the source and root of all of the worlds so uh so that's 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 the basic idea. So in conclusion, so that's that's the end of the section for today. In conclusion, I think this analogy of rescuing the princess is a really nice analogy of the fact that your godly soul is like this princess that's that's captive within you. And when you don't focus on the princess, when you just focus on your animal self, on your animal soul, yes, it can be a very despondent experience when you realize just how lowly it is, how far it is from God and all of those kind of things. But when you realize that you also have this godly soul within you and that you have the power to rescue this godly soul within you and restore it to its source for it to be unified with God, this can be a very empowering experience. And this is where you can actually take all of your energy of feeling far from God or feeling low about yourself, feeling like a loser, all of those things and say, you know what? No more. I'm not going to just sit around the couch all day feeling, so feeling sorry for myself. I can do something. I can actually make a difference and I can actually, um, you know, rescue this godly soul from exile by putting all of my focus on doing what, what it wants to do, which is essentially what God wants it to do so that thus all of its uh, components, all of its 10 parts can be vehicles for godliness, thus making it unified with its source. So that's the end of the section for today. And we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.